Like, do they even know what Octavia looks like? Yeah, I don't know. Like, how did Kane describe her? <laughs> Wait, this is a fun game. <laughs> she looks like she hasn't bathed in six years. Hello, and welcome to R the Hundred Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Brittany Wright. I'm a 28-year-old writer and TV critic from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. If I was holding the boom boom gun, I would say my favorite line from Battlestar Galactica, which is... Morning, Barbara, what are you here? Nothing but the rain! Kent, grab your gun and bring the cat in. Nice. Oh, also, quick disclaimer, because I feel like it's really obvious. Mm -hmm. I'm getting over a cold, so if I sound nasally and more annoying than usual, I'm really sorry. (laughs) And my name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 23-year-old actor and filmmaker from Alberta, Canada. I like brooding anti-heroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at the 100 script on Twitter. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. If I was holding the boom-boom gun, I'd yell, What? Fernania! Fornarnia? Fornarnia. That's the way he says it. Fornarnia! I fully believe you. I was just never into the Narnia book, so I was like, hmm? What? Fornarnia! And for Aslan! For Aslan and Fornarnia! And I also have a disclaimer. It's raining here. Wow. So sorry if it's like super ambient or whatever. <laughs> yeah, sorry if it sounds absolutely lovely. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, it's raining there? Okay, yeah, welcome to Every Day in Vancouver. Today we have words to say about episode 512 of The 100 Damocles Part 1. Remember? This is more trailer related, but I'm laughing because of the title. Remember last week when I said, I know that I'm a child, but wouldn't it be cool if Damocles was like a real thing? And then in the trailer for the next episode, it's actually a real thing. It's like an actual weapon. I was like, oh, I didn't know they were going to do it that literally thing. Hey. Okay, so for the title, we've kind of talked about the Sword of Damocles already. Mm-hmm. And part one is because there are two parts and this is the first one. Wow, mm-hmm. you did some deep dive research here. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so Tudor Boot. Oh my god, shoot. Dude, I have seen some people really dislike this episode and I don't understand it at all because this episode was a shoot I felt so many emotions and I enjoyed it so much I was on a freaking roller coaster the whole episode I had a great time I loved the drama of it I don't know why people don't like this episode because like I loved it like I can see like where you know issues are because no episode of television is perfect Mm -hmm. except for the pilot of Battlestar Galactica thank you so much right but this was perfect Mm. yeah I loved it I loved it yeah Listen, like, recently watching The 100, I've kind of just been, like, sitting there, like, stone-faced, being like, okay, this is what's happening. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. But in this episode, like, I felt so many emotions. Like, during the- Yeah. During the Kane and Vincent scene, I literally was like, (gasps) the whole time I was like, oh, I can feel the suspense in my heart. Yep, 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 yep. And I I was literally, like, hand over my mouth. Yeah. I feel like a lot of, like, the- trouble with the season and it's sort of the same problem last season too is you kind of spend the whole season waiting for an event Mm -hmm. 
So the whole season ends up feeling kind of like filler. Right. So last season, it felt like filler because we were just kind of waiting for Prime Fire. Mm -hmm. And this season, we were waiting for the war. But I think the difference is that this season, they did a lot of character work. Mm -hmm. Instead of doing, you know, obstacle after obstacle, it was, okay, well, how do these characters deal with the fallout of what happened six years ago? Mm -hmm. And that's why I still dig it. Yeah. Love it. Anyway. Yeah. Should we get started? Yeah, let's get started. Um, okay. So, we're going chronological today. We kind of have to. Chron- chronological. Do you know how to say that word? Yes, I've done it. Alright, just check it. Um, okay. So, uh, there's this gorge. Mm-hmm. And last episode, Echo said that um, it was a dried up river. But, like, all I mm-hmm. could think the whole time was, like, is this a tinderbox? Yeah, it's the same location. Was it always a dried up river or it was just a dried up river after Prime Fire? I think it was always a dried up river. Okay, I feel better about it. Cool. Yeah. So they're shooting at uh, entrance A and at entrance C, they're all like moving in. But mm-hmm. McCreary knows. So yikes. Um, what? Okay. No, keep keep going. We'll get there. Okay. Um, uh, Murphy finally got his gun, but it is broken. What? Just let the man have a gun. Let the man have a gun. He just, you know, he's like, listen, just, I I want it to serve as a gun, not an explosive. Literally, his whole, like, plot line the last couple episodes has been getting his hands on a giant gun. Yeah. And I can't say that I don't love it. He quotes Scarface? (laughs) I feel like he's done this before, where he, like, quotes a famous- He has. What did he do? Uh, we were talking about it earlier, where it was like he probably like sat and watched movies for the whole six years. Yeah, but what was the quote that he did? Do you remember? I don't remember. No, hold please. Age twenty three at the end of season four. <sighs> Smurfo. Yeah, I'm twenty. Wow, he was kind of a baby. I'm twenty three. Oh, uh, now they're all grown ups. I'm twenty three. Wait, ha- wait, hang on. Is is he twenty three now? Then yeah. Okay, but Bellamy is like thirty. Yeah, hold up. Yeah. Yeah, like Bellamy. So Bellamy, this is according to the 100 Wikia. Yeah. 29 at the end of season four. Yeah. When is his birthday? Important question. Did you find it? No. It just says what year he was born. 2126, common era. That's, although I'm like, oh my god, me and Murphy are the same age. He's like over 100 years younger than me, but okay. He's 100 years older than you. No. He was born after you. Right. Which makes him younger. I don't know how to do math. Yeah, it's or... okay. You better leave that in the podcast. No. Yes, it was funny. I liked it. Anyway, so I couldn't figure out. I couldn't remember which film Murphy quoted, but if you remember, please let us know. This was a good use of our time, I think. Yeah. So yeah. there's a kickback on the gun, and <laughs> Raven fixes the explosion because she doesn't run. Do you think she doesn't run because she's a badass or because she can't run because her leg is hurt? Um, or, it's because oh. she's a badass. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. She's um, like, um, I don't run from problems. I am the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so Echo's like, uh-oh, seems like our plan didn't work. Yikes. Hmm. Wonder what that's about. Yikes. Um, and then McCreary asks them to leave the mic open so they can hear all the slaughtering. Okay. Explain to me in detail. What the hell Kane and Dioza's plan was? Hmm. So, uh, Kane and Dioza were like, actually, no to Octavia. Let's let everyone else die. I don't think that was the plan. Okay, that's all I got. Please tell me what happened. Kane says to Abby later, McCreary won't accept the surrender. So, did he really go to McCreary and think that, like, 
saying, hey, we know this and they're going to surrender would stop him from killing people? Or that he still thinks Octavia would agree to that? Like, this was just like, Dio's is smarter than this. Yeah. How? This is a part of the episode where I was like, okay. Because okay. I don't get it. Whatever. So Indra's talking to Bellamy saying, like, we know that, like, you. I know you tried to stop this, but if we have to fight, we should win. I am so here for this blossoming friendship. Good luck. I mean, how are they going to win? Yeah. No one follows Octavia. Nobody. And here's my least favorite part of the episode. Octavia hmm. says, Jaha would be proud of you, Ethan. And then they kill Ethan. He's what 11. He's 11 years old. He's how old? 11. Uh, 11? 11! <laughs> <laughs> what the hell this was like, upsetting they were like, to oh me. man we need some cannon fodder ethan go i've literally been tracking ethan all season have i not yes this is disappointing to me he's heckin dead fam upsetting that was kind of i was fascinated you know in the time slots that they're in that they were able to just kind of shoot a kid dead and the difference, like, Robin, Brittany, don't you remember in season three when a whole bunch of kids were beheaded and then the, all their heads were pushed out onto the floor? Yeah, but we didn't, we didn't see, see it. it, though. And also, I strongly disagreed with that entire plot line. Me too, me too. Like, the entire back half of season three, I could basically do without until the finale, which was incredible. Basically, like, I love um, Rhiannon, but anything to do oh, with God. Antari, I was like, no thanks. Rhiannon, I actually really would have liked to keep around because mm. I think Antari could have been a really interesting character. Moving forward. Yeah. Right. And if that thing hadn't happened with Murphy. Yes, exactly. That was really upsetting. Yeah. Um. So yeah, a lot of deaths happened and Brell and co are all like retreating and going and Octavia's going attack and she's going retreat and she's going attack and he's going retreat and she's like, what are you doing, Brell? Get back on your feet, you know? I knew it! I knew it! I knew it! <laughs> but there are so many of them, you know? I'm sorry, is this not your speed? I don't know. You know what I mean? What's the next line? What's the next line? Um, I'm Hamilton. It's not your speed. Hamilton. Ready, sir. Have Lafayette take, Lafayette, the, take lead. the lead. Yes, sir. A thousand soldiers die in a hundred degree heat as we snatch a stalemate from the jaws of defeat. Octavia was left behind without, no, Brel was left behind without a pot to piss in. She started saying this to anybody who listened. Octavia cannot be left alone to her devices, indecisive from crisis to crisis. The best thing he could do for the revolution is turn and go back to planting algae in the bunker. You know what? That really wasn't bad. <laughs> Although I really wish that it was Mount Weather, because it's Mount Vernon, right? So Mount Weather would have been like literally perfect, but whatever. And also, it could be like burning algae in the bunker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Well, that's not the best thing she could do for the revolution. Oh my god. That was really well. I'm really proud of you. Thanks. Yeah. I thought of it last night. I was like, ha ha ha. Oh, so you had that planned. Oh, yes. I oh, literally okay. have it. Brell retreat, O attack, stay alive. Oh my she god. knows her jokes. All right. All right. Um, uh, so the boom boom gun explodes and no. boom to the Blakes. And then the theme music guys i'm like really sad about the boom boom gun like i know there's a couple yeah but every time like something gets to i guess it gets destroyed later on but still yeah i'm just sad about it okay yeah i'm gonna miss the boom boom gun yeah back from credits mccreary's like whatever let everybody else run because they're gonna die of starvation in the like wasteland and kane's like really sad about it and he's like i just want humans to survive and some of the people who are like in the gorge can like help us with that and mccreary's like cool don't care i feel like kane really thinks that he can get through to mccreary i don't know what kane like kane had this like weird 
optimist, like way too optimistic thought about how this was going to go down and it was just incorrect. And I feel like that's actually pretty in line with him because that like that kind of optimism is probably the only thing that kept him going. Mm -hmm. Because it sure as hell, like, you know, his relationship with Abby is, I guess, was really strained and like Octavia had ruined their lives in the bunker. So what Mm -hmm. else are you going to do except hope that things work out? Yeah. And Mercury's like, well, um, this notebook says otherwise, says that we have everything that we need here. And I guess we'll just get rid of this speech that you were going to make to the leaders of the free world because we didn't even need it because they're all dead. Um, first of all, I was corrected by a certain someone because I thought that one of the lines was money in that speech. It wasn't? What was it? It <laughs> he, all he All Anthony messages me is, I think it was mercy, not money. Mercy like, makes so much more sense. And I was like... I hadn't listened to the pod like I'd edit I because that was the week I was in San Diego so you edited it yeah and so I texted him like what are you talking about and he was like are you not aware of the things you say in your own podcast I'm here to tell you no (laughs) (laughs) no wait okay so wait what did he say first all he said all he said out of context is mercy not money and I'm like (laughs) how are you Anthony, don't you know she doesn't remember things? <laughs> like at Comic-Con looking at this and going, what? What? <laughs> but now I understand and it makes Dio's speech make a lot more sense. Exactly. And now I I'm think we both knew that, that like, it didn't it. say money. No, yeah, we did. Yeah. But I'm really sad that she can't deliver that speech. Dude, I would have loved to see her deliver that speech. I want to see her deliver more speeches. I want her to stay yes. forever. I would like to see her deliver a baby and then a speech to the baby. What's she gonna say yeah. to the baby? She's just um she'll say um dear Theodosia, what to say to you? You have my eyes. You have your mother's name. Except I'm your mother, I guess. So dear Charmaine. Yeah. <laughs> and also, Kate named the baby Hope. Is it time to stop? Actually, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna try and bring in as many Hamilton references as possible this episode. So he's like. We've got survival plans in here. Shout out Allegis 3 for that. Hmm. What does hmm. that mean, I wonder? I have cues. And she says, well, they weren't criminals. No, they weren't. They were volunteers. Yeah. Still, I still have cues. Are we supposed to know this stuff? I don't. Um, yeah, we were supposed to know that stuff because you and I literally read about that stuff when we were reading. <laughs> no, we didn't read about Allegis 3. Yeah, but they said that Allegis. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, fine then. Be right about stuff. I don't care. I think this is just another thing that we're supposed to just glean from it. We don't know things yet. It's it's a little so, breadcrumb. Yeah. So Kane is like, you are performing genocide right now. And she's just like, whatever, Paxton. And like, I never realized how much the name Paxton is like so clearly from our generation. And it's such a dope name. Mm-hmm. Paxton. Like, you know, some celebrity, like, I'm pretty sure Paxton is, like, a name that a celebrity has. Bill Paxton. That's a last name. Still. And also, my mom told me yesterday that he died, and I was like, what? Um, but Paxton is actually the name of the head of the props department. Oh, okay, there we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But I think Paxton's truly, like, a really cool name. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a way cooler name than, like, McCreary deserves. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) That's why they call him Graveyard. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So he's like, listen, Dioza, you're only alive because of the baby, and Kane, you're only alive because of Abby, so... And I'm like, well, we already knew that one. Yeah. <laughs> and Kane's like, okay, well, anyway, can I speak to Abby, please? Can I and go he's like, see Maybe my later. girl? Can I 
girlfriend come with me? <laughs> can, can I see my girlfriend, girlfriend? now? Please, sir. May, may my wife board with me. Sounds so much cooler than Can my, my girlfriend, girlfriend come? come with me? <laughs> can my girlfriend come? <laughs> and yeah, I shouldn't have said it that way, but still. My wife just has some kick-ass to it, you know? Get away from my wife! No one talk to my wife! Marriage is gonna be very magical. See, this is why the cabbie wedding has to happen. Yeah! I swear to God, if it doesn't, I'm genuinely gonna be like, what? You think a cabbie wedding is happening this season? Yeah, I've convinced her. <laughs> you think that Kane is lying, dying yeah. on a table, and you're like, mm, let's get married now. Yeah! I fully know that there's no wedding. I fully know this. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm still like, yeah, no, there is. So the Griffins are listening to all of the garbage happening on the microphone. And Maddie's pissed, obviously, because it's Clark's choice and not Matt Maddie's choice. I get it. And so Abby's like, ugh, finally the last one. And I'm like, what? <laughs> How many short straws did this guy have to pull to be last? To be last. <laughs> you know? It was like, I'm fine. <laughs> Whatever. I'll get through it. First come, first serve, I guess. He literally, like... He was lost... like, oh, I was in the bathroom. He lost every game of rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. And so they're like, okay, well, Abby, you gotta rest, and we'll, like, clean up and stuff. And she's like, okay. Mom, was the overdose an accident? And she goes, I don't know. That hurts my feelings. She's like, I don't freaking remember. But I like that they're continuing this theme with Abby where she has a hard time knowing if she wants to live or not. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they have her make, like, a concrete decision in this episode that, like, she's going to stay alive. Yeah. You know? But I, mm -hmm. I, I like that it's it's a more subtle part of her whole addiction arc that started in season four. Mm -hmm. And I like that they didn't just drop it. Mm -hmm. Um. So Maddie has run away, and she's taken the keys. And Abby's like, oh, I'll come with you. And she's like, literally, no. I mean, in retrospect, probably could have used Abby on that one. Mm-hmm. Because maybe certain kids wouldn't have been electrocuted. Yeah. I don't know. Actually, g given what they had Abby do to Raven. Yeah. I, I said that Ethan callers. dying was my least favorite part of the episode, but it was probably that. Oh, 100%. It, the, yeah. the, ch the child abuse was my least favorite yes. part of the episode. <laughs> and so Abby's like, she'll just keep doing it. And she's like, well, I promised her I wouldn't take it out. So like, what do I do? And she's like, whatever it takes. Which does, does not mean. No. Torture. Whatever it takes could literally mean anything from, hey, have a talk with your kid, which they eventually do, and then mm -hmm. things make sense, to maybe just, like, tie her up. It does not mean electrocute your child. Yeah, handcuff her to something. Especially because Abby is completely sober here. <laughs> it's, it's like when she told Octavia, you gotta convince Kane that he's gotta be a cannibal, and Octavia's like, right, kill people. Got it, yes. So Clark finds Maddie and she took out the conductor and Maddie's like, fine, I'll walk. And I'm like, ah, yes, <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> Wait, what? Like, of course, it's like, take me to McDonald's. No, fine. Fine. I'll, I'll take walk. myself. Yeah. I'll take myself. Um, And so Clark tries to take it out, even though she promised she wouldn't. And then, but Maddie changed the passphrase. Yes, Maddie. Okay, okay, all right, okay, okay. What did she change it to? Yes, okay, we had a conversation about this on Twitter. Yeah, and um, I still don't know what it is because I know there's a lot of funny options, but yes. there has to be a real option here. And your joke, okay, what was your idea for what the passcode should be? My answer was Clark sucks one, two, three, four. <laughs> it's like, 
<laughs> Can you imagine Lexa being up in her head going, really, Maddie? Really? That's it? But it's like, it, I has, mean, it has to be a phrase that no one would think to speak. Yeah. Well, that's another thing is that they said on Twitter is it's just like, what if it like has a bunch of numerals in it, but you have to like say them out loud? <laughs> it's probably something in trig, honestly. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So I don't know. She's like, changes the passphrase to passphrase. <laughs> What's a passphrase? Passphrase. Ah! <laughs> ah! Of course. Um, and so then she puts the collar on her and she gives her a little shock. Okay, neat. Child abuse. Um, we have a voicemail. Oh, okay. Uh, about this. Oh, good. You know what? Yes. Okay, let's do it. Yes, good. It is from Rhonda. Hi, Rhonda. So, thank you, Rhonda, for sending us in a, uh, a voicemail. Oh, I know who Rhonda is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is what Rhonda says. I have so many words about season five, episode 12, starting with, what the hell were you thinking, Claire? I am a mom. I get the urge to protect your child, even from themselves if necessary. But to shock her? Really? Maddie reminds me of season three Clark, who rode roughshod over Abby at every turn. She has become to Clark what Clark was to Abby, when Clark declared that Abby may be the chancellor. But she... Clark was in charge in season three. The biggest difference is that while Clark was at least an adult, Maddie is still very much a child. Granted, she is a child with 13 people living in her head, but I can see why Clark would make it her life mission to forsake all others to protect Maddie and Maddie alone. That said, Clark doing things alone without another sane person, clearly Abby doesn't count, since her advice was whatever it takes to bounce ideals off of is a Clark who makes seriously dumb decisions. Again. Ironically, it is Echo who spent a lifetime being alone making questionable decisions that points out to Clark how she has made protecting Maddie her one and only life goal, leading to her being isolated physically and emotionally from everyone she stayed behind to protect in season four. For a minute, I wanted to kick Echo's ass for charging after Clark. But she wasn't wrong. Clark did turn her back on Bellamy, leaving him to die. And she was willing to let the rest of her friends live lives by sliding, siding with McCreary. These are facts. Yes, these are all like tea. <laughs> Even more so, I'm unhappy that the writers chose the first time for Raven and Clark to meet in person. After all they'd been through was with Raven at the other end of a gun in Clark's hand. I feel gypped. We were denied yeah. every yeah. other reunion other than Bellamy and Abby reuniting with Clark. And now this? Perhaps it was storyline dictated, but it seriously pisses me off. I'm glad we got to see Octavia and not Blood Rain of this episode. It was a nice switch from the last 11 episodes. How ironic, or maybe fitting, since it seemed this episode that Clark had become more like Blood Raina. Welcome back, Juan Hedda. Okay. Was it that Echo was the one rescuing Octavia at the end of the episode? And by the way, Jason, I hit you for that ending. That was not nice. Lastly, can I just say how creepy it was that Maddie's talking, but Lexa was speaking? Maddie needs to save her people and get that flame out of her head soon, because that totally creeped me I mean, out. all of the commanders have each other in their heads, so that part really doesn't bother me. 
Yeah, I I love that part, actually. Like, I know, and I don't think that Rhonda's saying it's creepy because of the whole pedophilia thing that people are bringing up, which I think is incorrect. Mm-hmm. But um, I just creepy because, like, when people, it's like Nevermore, when Allie was speaking out of Raven, it's just creepy. Yeah, and imagine not being alone in your own head. Yeah, that's that's scary. Yeah. and I, But I thought it was creepy in, like, a cool way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have so many questions after that ending. What is Clark's plan? She is truly alone, thanks to her obsession with her person, as Echo pointed out. She can't just charge the ship and stop them on her own. What do you think Clark's gonna do? I think Clark's gonna try and charge the ship and stop them on her own. Yeah, that sounds exactly like something Clark would do. Yeah, she's- I- Yeah. I agree that she can't just do that, but I feel like she probably will. Like, it's like, Clark can't do that, but Clark will do that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Two, is Kane going to die? Because that would suck. And I never really noticed his hair until this episode. But it does look pretty good. Kane is not going to die. Henry and Cusick confirmed today that he will be in season he will be in season six. Yeah, he heckin' better. I feel like if you're gonna like kill off a character, you're like, let's kill off one of our most famous actors. Yeah, no, definitely Stupid. not. He's doing uh two shows. He's doing The Hundred and The Passage, but his role in the passage, I think at most it would only last about mid-season mm-hmm. um because his character spoiler alert um dies in the book right yeah um and it's kind of like i mean i feel like anybody listening to this probably doesn't care about riverdale spoilers or are caught up on riverdale already but like they like in the penultimate episode of i'm pretty sure it was a penultimate episode of riverdale this past season they were like oh my god jughead's dead and we were like, no, he <laughs> no, isn't. <laughs> How stupid would that be? Let's kill off Cole Sprouse, one of our most famous actors, the guy who's on all of our merch at Hot Topic. Yeah, let's do that. And then he wasn't dead, and we were like, what? Wow. <laughs> Honestly, like, but Kane truly, I believe, is like even more gravely injured than Jughead was at the end of of season two of Riverdale. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's just that, like, Kane is due to, like, you know, you know, contracts and, you know, who mm-hmm. Henry and Cusick is. Yeah. Um, unkillable. <laughs> yeah. Also, thank you for um for understanding how great his hair is. Yeah, because I feel like people are really sleeping on the Desmond hair. Yeah, agree. But I feel like it's because before it was, like, part, like, wig, and now you can tell it's, like, all Ian's hair. Mm, yeah. And it's, like, it's good hair. Mm-hmm. Three, what was up with Clark and Bellamy at echo at the end i mean yeah he'd been through a lot to that point and clearly had questions since she had maddie with her but not clark but was it my imagination or was she happier to see him than he was to see her? i i didn't read it that way what i read it as is like one i was kind of disappointed they didn't have a better reunion mm. but two i kind of read it as like two people who are absolutely exhausted mm-hmm. and very like silently know that they have a like um a silent communication yeah so like just like that reassurance with the touching of their hands which is like okay you're here we're okay now yeah i also didn't read it that way i think that that's a fair interpretation but i, I absolutely i don't think that that was something that they tried to do intentionally no i i think maybe it was bob's acting choice because yeah. Um, if you think about Bellamy in that scene, he's been awake all night under high stress conditions. I think it was just sort of relief that it was like, okay, I can rest now because Echo is right here. Yeah. 
So thank you to Rhonda for sending us in a voicemail. Uh, she's on Facebook and she's on AO3 and she says that she writes Bellark and Ice Mechanic and her username is Agnew, R-L-A-G-N-E-W-R-L if you want to check out her fic. Thank you, Rhonda. Thank you. Okay, so I want to talk about um, Clark in this scene. Okay. Um, because she brought up some points that I've been thinking about a mm. lot, which is um, the isolation of Clark as a leader. This is like really obvious in season two. And the thing that like it brings the most memories back for me is uh, to Eleven, which is when they're you know, Kane and Abby are just sort of getting used to leading together because Abby's the chancellor and they're all trying to figure out, well, both of them are trying to figure out what to do with Emerson. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Abby's arguing we are not going to torture and kill this person. Kane's arguing, yes, we are going to kill him. Mm-hmm. And Clark's kind of watching. And then this is, of course, where the end of the episode has the iconic, you may be the chancellor, but I'm in charge thing. Mm -hmm. Which I always thought was actually one of Clark's lowest and worst moments. Right. I don't think it was a power move because, one, in that scene, she actually threatens her mother's life by saying, you know, no one will get hurt if you you get out of my way, which, Jesus Christ. And two, Clark makes a decision silently by herself that... If any anything had gone wrong, like if the suit had ripped anything, the whole plan would have fallen apart. Emerson never would have made it back to Mount Weather and Mount Weather never would have known Clark's whole ultimatum. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like is happening here is Clark is making decisions for other people by herself with no one else's input. And it's causing direct stupidity in terms of like choices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, like her... Putting the collar on Maddie. One, I just like want to say, first of all, I love how ugly this scene is because I love when they let Clark be ugly. Mm-hmm. You know, like I like when she's messy. I like when she is unlikable. Yeah. But there is something, it feels power trippy in a way. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think I like half know what you mean. Like she has such an intense need to control Maddie. mm that she won't, that she will physically restrain her from doing things. Right. Interesting. Whereas if you go look at 211, when Clark gave that ultimatum to Abby, Abby had to step aside. Yeah. So Clark is now facing someone more stubborn than she is. And her response is to hurt her child. Yeah. It's like Clark has to be right. Like it's Clark's way or the highway. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, as much as that bugs me on the other hand, it's, it's a great moment where you're like, wow, this character is actually fallible. Yeah. This character makes ugly decisions that I don't always agree mm-hmm. with. And I think that's cool. So Octavia and Bellamy are alive, but Bellamy's just like, hey, don't stand up. And Octavia's like, oh, man, I think I'm going to stand up. And then multiple people keep standing <laughs> up and they keep dying. And yet Octavia keeps being like, oh, I still feel like I should stand up. I don't know. Octavia has no sense of self-preservation. <laughs> I love that this whole thing is, I'm going to get up. No, you're not. Well, this is your fault. No, it's your fault. Yeah. No, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. And I'm like, wow, this is a lot of relatable sibling yeah. content in the middle of a very unrelatable situation. Shout out to the first girl who stood up who was just like, oh my God, Octavia, can I get your autograph? And then- You're alive. And then she's dead. And then she died. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. in pieces. So she's like, some people must have gotten back to the dead zone. I mean, I keep calling it the dead zone because it looks like the dead zone, but everything's the dead zone now. Um, But Bellamy's like, dude, I lost my weapon. Like, I don't know. So we'll have to try and surrender. 
Oh, yeah, because that's something Octavia's Yeah, exactly. Do. Like, we've already had this talk conversation. And she says, your intel was bad. And I just wanted to point out that earlier, Kane says, our intel was good. Well, because it was. Yeah. I don't know what the correlation is there, but the fact that they're using the exact same phrasing must be important. Because Kane double-crossed them. Yeah. Yeah. Man, and do yet- you think we're going to get a Kane and Octavia, like moment well i remember at unity days like marie talking about how her um relationship with kane is like very bad and i don't well, know yeah, if she, she like just meant what was in the what happened in the um 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 bunker or if like we're gonna have like a big standoff next. i mean kane's a little busy so i don't know but yeah that's the thing that makes me curious is like what is kane's role in the finale gonna be yeah but also, I would really love to have some moment, because now we seem to be getting Octavia back in some way. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to see some moment where there's sort of an acknowledgement of whatever the hell went on between them. Yeah. I I liked, I also liked seeing the Octavia that we knew. But like I've said before, like, I don't know how they're going to, she's going to bounce back from this. Like, if they start, if they try and tell me like, oh, Octavia's regular Octavia again, I'll be like, hello, it's been, it was six years. Yeah, she's not... She'll never be regular Octavia No. Again. No. So if she is, I'm going to call BS on it, but... Yeah. Anyway, Bellamy just wanted to take this opportunity to once again reiterate that everything bad that has happened is because of her. Um, and you then... Suck. No, you suck. Some more people stand up and try to surrender, and then they're like, Kate, well, never mind. Cool. Guess we're stuck here. Oops. I love that Bellamy's like literally the exhausted big brother who was like, I told you that you couldn't do what you wanted to do. And then Mm -hmm. you did it anyway. And now look where we are. I am smarter than you in every way. I am bigger and stronger (laughs) and better. So uh, now we are in the dead zone and Jackson is pumping some AB blood into somebody because Jackson is medical as heck. And he's got a little ouchie on his cheek, but I don't know how. Um, He probably caught some stray shrapnel or something. Yeah, I guess. But like, I don't know. He wasn't one of the people who went, went... into the gorge did he i i don't know could have been from a stand sandstorm could have been anything oh yeah maybe yeah um oh yeah because it was like glass hitting people exactly True. i mean so, remember indra's lungs yeah so miller was hit um also yeah remember indra's lungs not sure how she bounced back from that but whatever um and miller's like we have to go back for bellamy and brell is like nah and i'm like mm, brell i've agreed with you on a lot of things but this is the one thing i'm not going to agree with you on just because I think that she's being smart. She is being strategically. She's being brilliant. Yes. There, do not waste any more life. It's not like anyone yeah. wants to save Blood Raina. Mm-hmm. But we like Bellamy. So go yeah. back. Yeah. So uh, he's like, oh, you and your flame cult like booked it. And that's why we lost. I'm like, it isn't. But OK. Yeah, um, You lost because Octavia marched in the middle of a battlefield. We could still win. And I'm like, dude, no, you can't, bud. You super, I'm so sorry. You super duper can't. I'm so sorry, Miller. Also, shout out Harper got another line. Oh my god! Wait, who's Harper? I don't know. I don't, who is that? <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, they're like, literally, no, we couldn't. And Jackson's like, oh, quick, get me some medical stuff. And Nyla's like, nah, bro. Like, we're out of everything. Hmm. Things so this are is clearly, bad. This is a big old fake out. Yes. What do you mean? Well, I mean, okay. Think about how many people were gravely injured in this episode. Mm, many. Miller, Kane, Gaia, and doesn't Indra have a wound too? Yes. So, like, none of these are going to be the deaths. 
You don't think any of them are going to be the deaths? No, I think I think a big death is coming, and I think we aren't going to see it coming. Who do you think? It, I mean, you can't see it coming, but who do you think it's going to be? I don't know. I'm kind of like, I, I mean, given the fact that they don't have any place anymore, I'm going to say, you know, maybe not even deaths, but like departure would be Monty and Harper. Yeah. I'm worried about Monty and Harper, too. I'm worried about everybody who's in the dead zone, because if those worms don't come back, I'm pissed. I want the worms back. I don't I, I want, don't the, want worms. the worms back, but I know that, like, they had that actual shot, like, that foreshadowing yeah. shot, and that's, like, too much of a fake-out if they're just faking us out. Because, like, there's fake-outs where it's like, ooh, guy is dying, ooh, guy is gonna die. And then there's things, like, that are so blatantly either blatantly obvious or like just like subtle enough that it's just like you're just teasing me now yeah but maybe the case there was to really show the viewer okay this is gone now okay like i know me and you are not convinced of that yeah but maybe it was to be like okay this is over the worms are out of play okay that makes me feel better yeah but i think that that should have been made more clear somehow then um i don't know how they would have done it but clearly, like, clear- if if what they meant to do with that shot is say, we are saying goodbye to the worms, it had the opposite effect on many people watching. I don't disagree with that. So, sup. Sup with the whack PlayStation sup. Whatevs. Um, so- the fact that no one has said whatevs um, from the Allegis crew. Yeah. <laughs> I believable. need more memes. We really wanted memes. We really did. Well, we got say hello to my little friend, but that came from Smurfo. That's true. And it's not even a meme. It's just a quote. You know, it's just a reference. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. So Echo's calling and <laughs> Echo's like, put on Bellamy because we're talking in Trig. I love how everyone's like, we now know Trig, except for Monty, who's like, ah, I was too busy making algae. I don't got time for that. It's six years, but who needs to learn a new language when I have cooking to do? I feel like Monty probably knows Trig and just is like, eh. Yeah. No. Or Chris is like, pass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, oh, Dioza and Kane betrayed us, and Bellamy's missing, and there are 300 people in the dead zone who are going to die. And I'm like, 300? No way. Oh my God. What a random number that doesn't have any meaning. I never, never thought it would be 300. That's crazy. I've never been to Uber Jobber. So uh, Echo's like, 300? Then attack. Like, you have great numbers. And he's like, okay, but like, four people want to go and like actually do it. Miller, who's injured, and nobody else. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's basically just Miller. Yeah, Miller can't point. even walk right now. Nobody's in charge. Everything's garbage. What are we gonna do? And she's like, um, yeah, we'll figure it out. I'm not talking to you anymore. <laughs> cool. Copy. <laughs> He's like, okay, love you, bye. Hey, bye. Um, so they're like, oh, let's go. Or Murphy's like, let's go take control of the ship, right? Sure, solid plan. And Raven's like, what, you want to literally walk Zeke right to them? That's real smart. And Echo's like, Raven's smart. And Zeke is like, Murphy's smart. And I was like... And Murphy's like, mm, okay, you are And right. I'm like, Raven can pilot too. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> I was like, what are y'all doing? They literally haven't been thinking about that this whole time. I was like, Raven knows how to fly spaceships. You know who else knows how to fly spaceships? Amori. True. Hmm, wonder if that yeah. could come back in some way, shape, or form. I mean, obviously it's smart of them to not let McCreary know that. So, uh, Murphy and Amori have to fix the boom boom gun, which in my notes is shortened to BBG. Ooh. Which I think is cute. BBG. Dirty yeah. deeds in the BBG. Um, so, 
Echo's like, okay, well, let's go get them a leader then. Yes. And I'm like, yes. When I first watched this, I was like, yes, Echo, go lead them. And then I was like, no, never mind, not her. Why? <laughs> We're talking about oh, Maddie. Uh, uh, I just understood that it was never Echo. I Yeah. I always thought it, I thought it was Echo until I rewatched it. And then I was like, oh, it's Maddie. Oh, my bad. Yeah. So uh, Zaven is with, or, or pilot mechanic is with Echo. And um, Murphy's like, oh, what the heck? And he, she's like, listen, Bellamy's in trouble. So listen to everything I have to say. Because everyone in this cave has a crush on Bellamy. So we all want him to be okay, right? And Murphy's like, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You're Hashtag right. Murphy me. So... Uh, Bellamy and Octavia are in the gorge, and they can only run when, like, the light isn't on them. And I'm like, I've definitely played this okay, game. Okay, and are you good at it? Um, sometimes. Like, on the Stranger Things app, uh-huh. that's part of it. I, w- I was thinking, like, the childhood game Red Light, Green Light, but sure, an app game, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, like, those, like, mini cl- game on mini clips that you would <gasps> play where you have to, like, sneak around oh, things. Oh, my God, I forgot about mini clips. Yeah. Sometimes I forget that you maybe aren't as young as I think you are. um uh, so uh, octavia gets a gun and they find indra and gaia and they're both hit so we have to go take them to jackson but they can't move them the last thing that i think octavia should have is a gun yeah agree we've seen what happens um and so they're like oh one crew will come back for us it's fine so they go and hide behind some rocks and indra refuses to leave gaia because to be honest like i think she's probably one of the best moms on the show yeah Yeah. sorry (laughs) <laughs> Why, well, there's nothing um, to be sorry about there's all different types yeah. of moms Indra's an incredible mom and Gaia's like a week ago you had us in the pits and she's like yeah like sometimes you're a traitor sometimes you're not right now you're not so we chill what I'm sorry do you want to walk me through this logic yeah this doesn't really track with the Octavia we've seen this season. like you were a traitor and now you're not like yeah you were a traitor back then but for some reason now you're not a traitor because I forced you to walk with us because, like, technically, like, she couldn't put them back in the pit because they couldn't live there anymore. But aren't they all technically, like, still, like, criminals? They should be. I don't, I'm kind of confused by, I feel like they got, and I mean, I don't know. I feel like they got to this point in the season, they were like, oh, God, maybe we've taken Octavia too far. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we're going to have to start undoing the stuff that she's done. And it was just like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. What do we do? And this is this is where they wound up. And it's like, okay, you know, I'll go with it. Mm-hmm. But I don't fully comprehend it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? I, I I was ready to move past it until you started bringing it up. And now I'm like, actually, it doesn't make sense at all. It doesn't make any sense. Like, is that, maybe this is just them showing us, like, the beginnings of Blood Reina morphing back into regular Octavia. Because, I mean, everything Octavia does doesn't make sense. But, like, I mean, okay, but... The fact that she has to morph back into Octavia and people, you know, hundreds of people had to die for that to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah. And Octavia, I mean, I think it's Bellamy who points out, like, she doesn't want you to live because you want. she wants you to live. She wants you to live so that you can lead the flame people to be with her again. Sorry. Who, and I'm like, very astute. Who's, who are they talking about? I'm pretty sure that Bellamy was the one who said, like, Octavia doesn't want Gaia to live because she wants Gaia to live. Ah, She wants Gaia to live so so that she can, like, yeah, she can get, like, the flame people back on Octavia's side. Which is, like, if you're going to say that, it is in line with Octavia so far, which I guess I feel Mm -hmm. a little bit better about. But at the same time, I'm still going, so 
Octavia sacrificing herself once Mm -hmm. does not make up for the fact that she did a whole bunch of really bad things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know. Should we talk about Cabby? Oh my God, I would love to. Okay. So Abby finds one more pill. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yikes. Wow. Do you think this is going to be symbolism? Oh gosh, I hope so. Yeah. (laughs) So she said that she has done 122 procedures in five days. That's my girl. Boy. You didn't sleep. That's my girl. How long did each one take? Five. Okay. 122 divided by five. That's like 24 people a day. Oh, that's my girl. She did it. That's a lot. She's clean and she did it. But at what cost? Because now McCreary's people are all fine. It kept them all. It kept she and Kane alive. And that's true. And Clark. And that's really what mattered to her. So Kane is saying, well, I'd like to thank Clark for helping you because I wasn't around to do it and she's like oh clark isn't here i asked them to sleep in the church because i thought we were gonna like mess around or something right okay literally what (laughs) she was like i asked them to sleep in the church i'm like huh also i have a question they keep being like abby's in the gas station yeah the gas station yeah has it been a gas station this whole time yeah like 7-eleven yeah i have not been seeing any racks of chips it says on the outside, there's a big old pole that says gas on it. I have literally never noticed that ever. Literally, they've had overhead shots of Kane and everyone walking through Shallow Valley and there's a big sign that says gas on it. This is literally the first time. Like, they kept saying what? gas station and I was like, what? Robin, you're killing me right now. Is that a gas station from our time? Or like a gas station? Yes. Like, what do they need a gas station for in Shallow Valley? It's a gas station from our time because Shallow Valley used to be the East Coast. Like, it was probably, like, somewhere in Connecticut. Does it actually, like, have the overhead thing with the, like, pumps? It has. It says the word gas on it. But just because you label a building gas doesn't mean it's, like, a gas station. Yes. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. What? So people can just, like, pick up their oil there and stuff? I'm, I mean, I'm guessing that over time the pumps disappeared. Okay. You're killing me. You're killing me right now. Why is it a gas station? Like, clearly the church is important, but why a gas station? Because it was a little village! No, I understand that, but, like, seriously, like, obviously the church, like, it had to have been a church, because it was really important for it to have been a church. Huh. But why a gas station? Why not uh. a library? Um, why not a house? Why not somebody's house? You know, that's a great question. Um, I'm following your train of thought now, and I'm thinking underground oil well would not mix well with a certain big old bomb. Oh, snaps! Hmm. Okay, all right. You following? Yes, gas stations are flammable. They sure are. Cool, okay. We're, we got there. Also, it would also be kind of handy for... Oh, I guess... No. Hmm. Well, the rover, but it's solar-powered, right? Yeah. So, uh, McCreary won't accept Octavia's surrender. Surprise, surprise. Wow. Alas. And, um, yeah, so I helped everyone die. That sucks. And she's like, mm, same. We have so much in common. We're such a cute couple. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I'm so tired of picking the last, ba- the least bad option. Like, everything's what? bad, and I'm just trying to pick the best one, and I don't think I did. I don't know. He's tired. Let him rest. He just wants to do what's good for everyone, and he doesn't know how to do that. 
So she's like, first we survive, then we get our humanity back. And I'm like, oh, there's iconic line number one. Yep. So a lot of people had complaints about like my brother, my responsibility, um, love is weakness, um, um, survive and then get humanity back. And then what was the other Lexa one again? Uh, life is about more than just surviving. Yes, that one. Yeah. I think it's like kind of fun for the people who are watching week to week. I'm really worried about the people who are going to binge watch though. That's going to be so annoying if you watch all of the show in like a month. Well, I never get tired of the callbacks because it shows me that the show remembers its history. Yeah, I agree. And also the whole point of Abby saying that was to emphasize the fact that that advice that Kane once gave her was bad Mm -hmm. advice. Yeah. You know, like it it wasn't something that they were supposed to believe in. It wasn't supposed to become a mantra. And the fact that it did created a toxicity both within their relationship and within the bunker. Mm -hmm. And so Kane saying like, I don't know if I believe that anymore because he doesn't because Mm -hmm. it hasn't, where has it gotten them? Yeah. Cannibalism and people dying. So then they've got the iconic hand shot, of course. Because there's nothing like Kane and Abby holding hands. Yeah. And he like pulls his hand away. And I love that we, that you totally got the fact that it was totally a fake out. You're like, oh my God, Cabby's (laughs) breaking up. And then instead he was just like, I'm just sad. And she's like, it's okay. We're both sad. And (laughs) that's it. I know. I, I, I've been new though. Yeah. I was like, they're fine. Like there's something else going on. Kane's just in his feelings. And also I want to say I called the whole Vincent thing too. Yeah. Yes. Remember I was telling my theory earlier. Oh yeah. Um, in the last pod and I was like, so Vincent's going to do this and this and this and this. I got the timing wrong, but the plot right. Mm. Oh God. I'm just, I'm so iconic now. <laughs> so yeah, she dumps the pill and Vincent is like, uh-uh honey. Can I just say her actually physically giving up her addiction while he sits behind her is literally her choosing him. She's in the same mm-hmm. room as her addiction and the manifestation of her addiction, all shout outs to Emily, who is, um, I followed Fires on Twitter, who mm-hmm. was like, wow, Vincent is the actually personification of Abby's addiction. Yeah, he's even a cannibal. Me. Yeah, <laughs> like he's he's quite literally her demon. Her guilt. Yes, he, in, in a character. I love that. Yeah. And she's sitting there going, I choose you. Yeah. I choose life. I choose everything that is not Vincent. Mm-hmm. And Vincent's like, Mm. Mm. I don't know, man. <laughs> I reject this. This is a stupid ass decision. Given that it's a stupid ass decision, I've elected to ignore it. So Maddie is sleeping. Echo wakes her up and she's like, yo, are you the true commander? And Maddie's like, yup, that's me. So they're trying to take off her collar and Maddie and Raven are meeting for the first time in such Finally. strange circumstances. And she's like, it's quick, like, before Clark time. comes back. And Clark's like, I'm back already. I'm back, bitches. And Clark and Raven are meeting again. They said maybe we meet again, and then they did. Um, yeah, except this isn't like the ideal reunion that I was hoping yeah, for. Yeah, they are on completely different sides, which is like gorgeous. honestly, honestly, when is Princess Mechanic gonna happen? Mm, we've been waiting. I've like I feel like we've been waiting forever. It's time. Where are you, Princess Mechanic? Why haven't you, you happened? happened? So Maddie fully betrays Clark. And Echo and Clark fight. Yo, that fight was nuts. It was pretty dope. That was like knockdown Trago. And but that that part I so get with Clark. Mm. Like that's her kid. Yeah. And Echo messed with her kid. Mm-hmm. Like that mama bear instinct that she had. I get it. Where did Clark learn to fight? Um, I imagine everywhere. Like we saw her tussle with a jaguar once. 
I mean, she's had six years to learn everything. I guess. Okay, so they get the collar off, <laughs> and Maddie's like, Echo, stop. And she's like, but she left Bellamy to die. Fair. Yeah. She's fair. And it turns out that the mic was on the whole time. And so McCreary knows that they're there, and he's, like, been booking it this whole time. Um, so that was Clark's plan. Yes? Yeah, Clark was like, like, it's like, it's like she was calling 911 before, yeah. like, before walking in there. Yeah. yeah. Or reinforcements. Yeah, except she's calling the bad version of 911. A mobster? Sure. I don't know. So McCreary comes and he stops everybody and he's like, hey, pilot mechanic, you guys are coming with me. Kill the spy. No more spy mechanic. Only pilot mechanic. How dare he? That is... We, as a people, deserve pilot mechanic. Mm. Or spy no, mechanic. We, we deserve spy mechanic. <laughs> I don't even like Pilot Mechanic. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, uh, and so Clark's like, please let us talk first because um, we need information from her. And he's like, ugh, whatever. Sure. Um, so how many episodes since the last knockout? Goose egg. Uh, that's a lost podcast reference for anyone who isn't listening. Um, do that. Thanks. Um, but also since when does Mc- like McCreary chooses to listen at the weirdest of times? So weird. Like... Especially when it's really actually not strategically smart for him uh-huh. to be listening. If he was smart, he wouldn't listen to Clark at all. <laughs> kill Echo. Well, can I do a thing first? Um, yeah, kill her when she's done doing her thing. <laughs> like, what? Just kill them all now. <laughs> it's like... Like, I don't want them to die, but I'm a better strategic strategist than you. Strategist. Well, I'm not better okay. at words. But it's like McCreary is being like, okay, kids, time for bed. And Clark's like, five more minutes? And he's like, mm, okay, but then bed. Okay. Can I have a cupcake first? Mm, okay, but then we brush our teeth. It's, I don't yeah, get whatever. it. So, but I actually kind of love it. Because like knowing like Eliza and William are like in a relationship mm-hmm. is just like, oh, look how cute they are together. <laughs> he's like, both of our children can live. I'm like, both of your two children together? What? Okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. This is okay. foreshadowing to their life. I'm literally, I'm literally like John Mulaney going, okay, 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 okay. okay, okay. okay. I have a question. Okay. How's Mercury gonna raise a child? <laughs> He's like, kill Dioza. Who cares about, uh, about, um, 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 all the lactating business? I was literally about to say, like, um, boy, where are you gonna feed yeah. that baby? <laughs> like, at the very least, you're, like, I, I mean, if Dioza doesn't kill McCreary, I'll lose my mind. Yeah. But, if only because he's so stupid that he thinks that a baby doesn't need its mother for nutrients. Yeah. He's an idiot. And also, he would be really bad at raising a child. Literally. What does he know about raising a child? <laughs> Nothing. This reminds me of like a- when like supervillains are like, I'll go back in time and I'll steal him away when he when he's a little baby and then I'll raise him to be an evil genius. What? Have you not seen this? See you're gonna have to give me like a concrete example of what you've seen this in. I'm almost certain this has happened in Kim Possible. Okay, you're gonna. They have had to... a whole TV show, like a whole TV movie called Stitch in Time. Uh-huh. Stitch, Stitch in Time. Hold up. And I had the video game for it, and it was awesome. Of course you did. Yes, Kim Possible Stitch in Time. Hold up, a Stitch in Time. Yes, I'm so smart. Okay, plot. Film begins at the start of a new school year, but the start of a fun year is ruined when Ron finds out he's moving to Norway. I remember that. Team up to steal the fight. The- okay. Meanwhile, Dr. Draken, Shigo, Duff Killigan, and Monkey Fist team up to steal the Time Monkey, a st- small statuette used to travel through time. With the help of Wade and her friend Monique, Kim follows the villains to Australia as they steal the body and head of the Tempest Similar Idol. 
Okay, okay, but then what happens? Hold up, hold up. I'm almost certain this is the, this is the story. Is it me or is Shigo a gay icon? She is! Right? Like, yes. everyone I know, every, like, woman I know who's gay had a crush on Shigo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I fully had a crush on Shigo. Turn the- okay. Meanwhile, Drac and Killigan and Monkey Fist turn themselves into little children, travel back in time to Kim's first day in preschool in order to discourage her from becoming a crime fighter. So I'm, like, close. A preschooler. Yeah. That's so funny. Then they go to middle school age. Uh-huh. Uh, Wait, and then- wasn't Kim in middle school? Or is she in high school? No, she's in high school. Oh, all right. Calm down. How dare you? Anyway, basically, you go back in time and you, like, anyway. So, basically, was the idea um, that everyone has. Okay, first of all, my favorite- This also happens in Sky High. Thank you. My favorite joke of all time is that the reason the Titanic sank is because too many time travelers went back to try and fix it. Yes. Secondly, whatever totally happened, happened. The plot of my fa- one of my favorite Doctor Who episodes, which is Let's Kill Hitler, which mm. is River Song in like her second regeneration, like as a Time Lord, decides yeah. she's gonna hijack the Doctor's TARDIS and go back in time to kill Hitler. Mm-hmm. And Cute. um, but she doesn't. She ends up killing the Doctor instead. And I'm like, that's so awkward considering you guys end up married later. Yeah, <laughs> awkward. Oh, I'm just understanding so much about myself now. <laughs> Things I should. <laughs> That's not healthy. Okay, so probably my second favorite scene in the whole episode uh-huh. is the Kane and Vincent scene. Oh my god, it's so it's it goes on for so long. It goes on for so long. It like I felt actual emotions. Like I, was, I don't like saying that I like literally sit through every episode with apathy, <laughs> but like I don't. But sometimes you're like I don't know what the stakes are. Ever since like five oh three, it was just like <gasps> I'm so happy ah. And then ever since then, it's kind of just been like, okay, yeah, I know what's happening. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But this, this scene was the first time where I was just like, <gasps> feelings. Like, I don't know what's about to happen and I'm very yeah. scared. Exactly. I know something terrible is going to happen and I just don't know when. I hope there's not a jump scare. Okay. So Kane wakes up and Vincent's being a heckin' creep. So Kane's like, well, where's Abby? And he's like, oh, Abby's with Dioza checking out like, you know, the baby and stuff. And also, by the way, the remote control to like my collar was also with her. <laughs> And this is my favorite moment. Kane goes, okay, thanks, Vincent. Anyway, bye. <laughs> Hi, thanks for the hot update. I want to go. It's literally like pause and he goes, okay, thanks. Okay. <laughs> Okie dokie. And so he's like, well, I'll tell her that you came to see her. And he's like, no, I didn't come to see her. I came to see you. And Kane's like, I don't know you like that. So I'm a little worried. <laughs> he's like, wait a minute. You're in love with me? Well, it makes sense. Checks out. I mean, have you seen him? He's so handsome. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, all of the bad stuff that has happened, like, is all your fault and, like, what's going on? And, like, you know, my kill numbers don't even match up to yours. Um, what does that have to do with anything? He's just tell- saying, like, I'm a freaking criminal and also I eat people, but you're the one who's killed the most people here. I know, but I'm like, Vincent, really? Because you eat people. Oh, wait, so does Kane. <laughs> I, like, Ooh, I'm never going to get over the fact plane. that, like, Kane and Abby are cannibals. Yeah. <laughs> never going to get over um, it. So, Kane is, like, sad about it. And he's like, oh, man, too bad a conscience isn't a free pass. I'm like, oh, my God, why is this high school? Yeah, like. I love it. I It's so good. It was so good. And so, he's like, good thing I don't have one. I'm like, cool. So, that's, like, the definition of a psychopath. But, um, cool. Okay, cool. And also, like, Vincent thinks he's so edgy. He's like, good yeah. thing I don't have one. And I'm like, okay, hot topic. Yeah. 
Like, ooh, you're really you, scary. Oh my god. And Kane's like, I've lived under Octavia for six years. You're like a bug to me. Vincent and wearing like a crop shirt from Hot Topic that says, conscience isn't a free pass. Stop. Right? And so he's like, maybe you should just like embrace your demons like Abby does, you know? And Kane's like, I bring her her pills. Can, immediately Kane's like, Abby's clean. Yeah, he's like, okay, well, she's clean now, so if you really care about her, which it seems like you do, which is kind of weird, you'll let her, like, heal and be a better person now. And he's like, like, nah. But Kane's like, also, I get, I get it, man. Yeah. Also, I like Abby, too. I get it. Yeah, yeah, Um, you're valid. So, like, no, no, she'll go back because most people, like, fall off the wagon if, like, in the wake of, like, a personal tragedy, like, a loved one dying, you know? And I'm like, like, it makes sense that he, you know, he's, like, a criminal, but, like, when you're like, I hope that this junkie falls back off the wagon. My first, like, and there's, like, the Wikipedia page that says, like, things that make people fall off the wagon. And, like, back down at the very, very bottom of things that you, like, can do the least or, like, is the worst thing to do is uh, kill someone that they love. Yeah, did he look it up on Wikipedia? Yeah, like, his wiki how <laughs> like, was like, okay, well, here's your number one thing. Um, ac- like, uh, accidentally... Give them a pill or, like, accidentally make it so that they continue using it or whatever. But uh, at the very bottom is, kill someone they love. And, and he's that's, like, that's actually the one I'm um, going to do. In the secret um, cannibals guide to, like, getting people to do what you want. Oh, sounds I don't know right. If, I don't know if you knew that. No, but that sounds right. Yeah. Just letting you know. Cool. So he stabs Kane. No. And he hits him and he bites him. Dude uh, is almost certainly doesn't just like using his teeth. Yeah, no, he definitely is a cannibal. Dude. And so Abby comes um, in. How dare he touch And kills Kane. him. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. 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 So at the beginning of the season, when Paige Turk and Henry Guzik did a con, they said that a lot of what happens with Cabby this season brings them full circle. Yeah. This is what they meant. Mm. At the beginning of the season, like, Kane chooses to go into the pit and murder someone for Abby. Right. Abby is now murdering someone for Kane. Mm-hmm. That's so dark and so messed up, and I love it so much. Um, I'm gonna miss Vincent. Yeah, I'm actually really sad. I loved how creepy he was. Shout out to Mike, I believe is the name of the guy who plays yes, him. Yes, Mike Dupont. He does a dope job. He is wonderfully creepy. And I thought he was a super interesting character, and I loved him. And he and Paige Turco had the greatest, like, odd chemistry. Yeah. So thank it. you to that guy. Yeah. Snaps. Thank you. Snaps. Big snaps. Um, so then Kane is, like, dying on the table, and he's no. talking about how he forgives her, and he knows about the dark here and everything, but he, like, totally blames Octavia for everything. Yo. I'm of two minds about this, to be mm. honest with you. Because the darker part is, like, you knew that she was carrying that guilt around and that she was a drug addict and mm. you had a way to alleviate that guilt and you didn't take it. Right. But I don't think that's what it's meant to imply. I think it's what it, it is meant to imply is I know that you did that thing to me and I loved you anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I'm just like happy. It I didn't really occur to me that she had been holding on to that for a really long time and like it was kind of uncool of him to keep it from her I mean maybe he didn't know but I don't know when I first saw it I was just like oh I'm glad that he that he doesn't have to like she I'm glad that she's not thinking that he's dying without knowing and that she feels like she has to now uh uh what's the word confess yeah 
confessed to him on his like de- deathbed or whatever that she believes i mean obviously yeah. he's not dying but yeah um in the script to screen for last week one of the things that abby revealed to clark that they cut from the episode was that abby says kane still doesn't know what i mm. did mm. which would have made this scene i think have a harder impact and i don't really understand why they didn't keep it yeah right so i don't know so back to the gorge Gaia is saying like mom you have to let me go and she's like mm, pass yeah i'm not doing it no i'm not gonna do that um because they're not coming because wong crew is broken and octavia's like oh crap i, t- I did was, break all of those that people. was me <laughs> and bellamy's like wow really no huh Whoa, that is brand new Crazy. information Crazy. And Gaia is like, my fight is over. And she's like, nope. Um, And I'm also like, nope. Yeah. Yeah. And so Bellamy is just like, oof, time for a Bellamy speech. And he's like, what the heck kind of flame keeper are you? He's so cute when he's trying to motivate people. He's like, you're a bad flame keeper. You have to stay alive to help Maddie. She's 12 years old. Come on. She's new here. Yeah. And you're the only flame keeper left. You're going to have to do it, Gaia. You're going to have to, this is why all of this to me feels like a fake out. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So now my favorite scene in the, in the episode. Mm -hmm. It's very long. I have a lot of notes because a lot of things happened. Okay. So Echo wakes up. Clark says, how's your head? Uh, I haven't had any complaints. I said that out loud. So did I. And I I was like, I'm not going to be a pearl. Yeah. I was really upset that like no one had seen Elvira or Drag Race. Mm in this scene do you want to explain this please well i it came from it was originally an elvira quote but one of the most iconic things from drag race that was like one of the stupidest things yeah was miss fame not understanding that oh every, miss fame not pearl sorry yeah it was miss fame um rue paul would ask how's your head and the answer to that question is haven't had any complaints yeah but miss fame didn't get that so she'd be like it's fine thanks <laughs> Yeah, why do you keep asking me? Or she'd be like, it's killing me. And it's like, come on, man, you're going to get it eventually, yeah. right? <laughs> and then she did. Yeah, she did. Yeah. So that was a setup for just us. Yeah. Um, so Echo's like, cool, so must be fun to be a traitor to everyone you've ever loved. And Clark's like, yeah, no, I'm having a great time. Even your daughter's pissed at you. Uh... Name one person who likes you right now. My mom. My mom. That's really all you need in this world. A friend of mine. She's married to a friend of mine. And so she's like, yeah, it does suck. Yeah. yeah. Um, But at least I saved Maddie, so. It's really all that matters. She's like, well, isn't that just like you? Because you would do anything to save your people, except now it's just one freaking person. I mean, she's right, but she shouldn't say it. (laughs) Cute that she doesn't even appreciate you, though. Yeah. (laughs) The scene is so brutal. Every time I watch it, I'm like, damn, Echo, you didn't have to go that hard, but you did. And Clark's like, listen, we all have blood on our hands. Like, you blew up Mount Weather. Um, Echo didn't blow up Mount Weather. No, like, it wasn't even her personally. She was just a a diversion. That wasn't, that wasn't Echo. Also, this reminds me of one of my favorite quotes from um, a podcast that I listened to. Mm -hmm. Don't try to make poetry out of the blood on your hands. Oh my God. Yeah. I love it. I'm pretty sure it's from Alice Isn't Dead. Okay. But I wrote it down because I was like, ah, hi, I'm obsessed with this. And that's what this reminds me of. Yeah, wow, that's stunning. Mm-hmm. And so Echo's like, I should have killed you. <laughs> and Clark's like, well, I don't want to kill you because Bellamy loved you and clearly you guys were good for each other. And she's like, Bellamy's still alive, you dummy. 
but maybe he isn't because you betrayed him over there and somehow he survived just to walk into your betrayal over here. So cool. Oh, Clark. Fun. So many mistakes were made. And Clark's saying she always cared about Bellamy. And she's like, cool, well, either way, he's going to die when the missiles go off, so. I just, I have to wonder about, like, part of this just because I love that someone is standing up for Bellamy. Mm -hmm. Because this whole episode, like, low-key is different people acknowledging that Bellamy is a leader in his own right and is an important person. Because, you know, my brother, my responsibility is a huge moment for Octavia. Yes. But... Here, Clark saying, you know, I've always cared about Bellamy, and I'm like, but you left him to die. Fully. I don't know, man. After, because, you know, you kind of look at, people talk all the time about how, you know, you know, Kane and Abby and Bellamy and Clark mirror each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that argument can only go so far because Kane and Abby start out as adversaries that, like, are willing to kill each other, and then grow to be people who will kill for each other. But mm-hmm. Clark and Bellamy keep resetting. Yeah. Each season they reset to where they threaten the, each other's lives. Yeah. And then they're like, well, I still care about you. And I'm like, but where? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm really trying because I, you know, the Bellamy and Clark thing is such a huge thing in the fandom. And I'm really yeah. trying to get there and understand. And I just, I, I can't at this point. Bellarks, send it in, bro. Yeah. Give me- I want- we want to hear about give it. Give me something to understand. Something to talk about. Yeah. Um, so then they start talking about the flame and how Maddie took it willingly and he call- and Echo calls her Hedda. And Clark's like, don't do that! And Maddie's like, eh, she knows. We don't have to talk yeah. about it. And she's like, yeah, because you're brave and you're reckless and you did it because- or Maddie did it because she loves Clark. And she's like, I thought love was weakness. And everyone's saying that in her head except for one. Except for one! <laughs> ah! I, um, cried. I'm gonna be straight with you. I love this scene. You know that I was never that attached to Lexa. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really, like, I, honestly, I'm not really interested in what Clark, who's, who Clark's dating. Oh, yeah, no. I care more about the, the side ships. Well, and I just, like, I care about Clark. Yeah. Um, but, like, I love a callback. I love a callback, especially a subtextual callback. Especially one where... Like, it actually, like, post-mortem gives Lexa development. Yeah. Ugh. Like, Lexa's in there going, I was wrong. Yeah. And I need to somehow communicate. I don't know that one. Oh, my God. Alexa. Oh, my my God. (laughs) Alexa thought you were talking to her. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? (laughs) Sorry, Alexa. Oh, my God. How am I going to talk about Alexa? Alexa, I'm so sorry. She turned on again. How am I going to talk about Lexa? Okay. I, okay. Let's just try. Do you want to call her something else? Or do you want to just see how much Alexa picks up? Oh, I, I can't I can't call her anything else. That's her name. You can't change okay, it. Okay, go ahead. Hey, her name. Actually, go off. there's three things that you can change her name to. Are you ready for what they are? Yes. Alexa, computer, and echo. Sorry, I'm ha- not sure about that. <laughs> she doesn't agree. Yeah, no, she doesn't. Um, anyway, go off. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what I was saying. Yeah, okay. Clark knows that Maddie took the thing. Oh, all but one. All but one person is talking about it. You're saying that it gave her, like, post-mortem... Oh, yeah, development. Because it allowed us to finally see that, like, Lexa had given up the love love is weakness thing. Yes. Thank God. So, she says that she always just keeps seeing Clark at Mount Weather. 
and watches and she like is Lexa walking away, but she did it to save her people, just like Clark is doing it now. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't need like the ghosts to like remind me of of what I've done. And she's like, it's not a ghost. She's not a ghost. Also, quote, showing me that memory. Doesn't mean she has all of Lexa's memories in her head. No. She says, showing me that memory. Lexa chooses what memories to give. Yes. Thank you. Definitively, Lexa is not showing a child parts of she and Clark's relationship that she doesn't want to. She would literally never do that. No. That would be super creepy. She would never do that. It would be that. super creepy. I agree with everyone who thinks that would be super creepy. Luckily, that's not what's happening. Yeah, luckily, so that's good. not the case. And I'm, <laughs> I'm getting really tired of it. And it's it's getting to the point where it's just homophobic. Yeah. Like, if, if you are calling Lexa a predatory lesbian, are you aware that that's a really horrific trope that a lot of TV shows fell into in the early 90s? No, In fact, you're not. we have another voicemail that touches on that oh okay perfectly um so let me just finish this part up really quick and then we'll get to that okay she just says that it's her deepest regret and she doesn't want clark to make the same mistake and life is about more than just surviving imagine me not crying oh my goodness i loved it thank you and i love that the thing that she passes on is not like you know like words of wisdom or something it was a sign of love between her and clark that connects clark back to her own humanity Because really, if you think about it, the last time that Clark was vulnerable and that she was allowing herself to feel anything was with Lexa. Mm -hmm. After that, like, what human connection did she have? Yeah. Just Maddie. Mm -hmm. So we have another voicemail from Lexi. Oh, hi, Lexi. Hi. Thank you for sending us in a thing. So she wrote us an email and there's a little bit before the audio comes in. So I'm just going to read that out. She says, hello, I love your podcast and listen every week. Oh. <laughs> she didn't include this in the audio, but I was like, let's read it out because it's nice. Um, I like how you both give a great recap with inst- interesting perspectives with comic relief. I always laugh while listening to you two because you sound a lot like me and my best friend slash roommate when we watch the show together. Oh, oh my God. This is We're going to be best friend slash so roommate. We are. My reason for writing to you today is because I wanted to thank you for acknowledging Lexa's importance in the plot this season. Always. You're welcome. Always. Lexa's my girl and I miss her. And now for the uh, voicemail. Okay. So I've noticed a lot of people ignoring Lexa's significance throughout this season. And I wanted to just touch a bit on that and hear what you both think. I'd like to start off by noting and declaring that I consider myself a non-shipping viewer. I'm familiar with what goes on between Klex and Belark shippers, though. You don't have to go very far on social media to see that. Um, but I do believe people can ship whoever they want and should be able to ship whoever they want. And I really don't like the hatred within the fandom, especially the hatred that I see on Twitter directed towards uh, the actors and the Completely writers. Completely agreed. Completely agreed. The issue I do take with some, keyword some, Belark shippers is the hatred toward Lexa being part of this season's storyline simply because Clark loves her. It belittles her to nothing but a roadblock for Canon Belark, and she's much more than that. Thank you. Go off. Go off. Go <laughs> off. Lexa's a roadblock. Echo's a roadblock. Who isn't a roadblock at this point? It's almost like nothing's a roadblock because those relationships are valid on their own. Yeah. Lexa was one of my favorite characters. I admired her strength, perseverance, leadership, and sacrifice. She became commander when she was only 12. Think about who you were when you were 12. I was an idiot then and I'm an idiot now. (laughs) I know I I would rather not. 
Um, but being commander is something she trained for her entire life. She didn't know any different. She was taken from her family and raised in an incredibly violent environment. Imagine the amount of trauma she's experienced. Everyone she loved died because of her position as Hada, which is why I think allowing herself to love Clark was so beautiful. Clark taught her that love and feelings aren't weakness, and despite being raised amongst chaos and violence, she continuously chose peace in trying to unite the clans. Okay, is she trying to make me cry? <laughs> now, throughout the last few episodes, there have been three narratives in particular that have really frustrated me as a viewer that I've been seeing online. The first is the idea that some of the Balark shippers who want to discontinue watching the show is the same as the Klexa shippers who stop watching after season three. This is an incredibly, incredibly false equivalency. I'm not in the LGBTQ plus community, but I am a person of color and I can understand the frustration of underrepresentation and misrepresentation in the media. I would never fault anyone for protesting the 100 because of their carelessness in regards to the barrier gaze trope. Protesting the show because two characters aren't in a romantic, heteronormative romantic relationship isn't the same thing, and saying that it is silences the legitimacy of LGBTQ plus advocates. I think this claim comes from ignorance, not malice, and it is unfortunately a product of the heteronormative world we live in. It's something to think about. I agree, except that I have seen arguments, and I don't know where I fall on it, where mm. technically, because Clark would be in the relationship, it couldn't, it, it's not a heterosexual relationship because Clark herself is bisexual. Yeah. But it is, it does present as heteronormative mm -hmm. to outside eyes, which of course is a problem at Pride and an overall bigger problem with the way people perceive bisexual people. Yes. The second thing is people saying, well, why does the show keep mentioning Lexa and not Wells, Finn, Lincoln, or Jake Griffin, uh, Clark's dad? Um, Lexa was the last commander of all 12 grounder clans. That makes up a huge number of the population of who is left on Earth right now. Not only was she a military leader, but she was viewed as a religious deity, a goddess. As long as the flame exists, Lexa is going to be relevant. And the flame has become very relevant this season and honestly has continuously held importance throughout the entire show. I haven't been able to find any arguments for hating the flame other than people hating it simply because it has to do with Lexa. Again, belittling it to being a roadblock to Balark. I don't see how other characters who've died could have advanced the plot this season like the flame and Lexa has. I completely agree once again. Also, I would like more mentions of dead characters. I like those. Yeah, I mean, we've definitely talked about before the fact that they haven't brought up Lincoln in relationship to, like... Yes. In relation to Octavia's plotline this season is kind of nuts. Other than very small symbols, like the tattoos and such. Yeah, but when it's not textual to us, in a way where, like, the casual viewer could understand it, mm -hmm. you're like, what are you doing? But it, that is also very fair. The last time Jake was brought up was because... He wasn't really relevant until Abby took her ring off. Yeah. You know, like it was time for Abby to let that relationship go so that she could move on with Kane. And then it was like, okay, Jake can rest now. The last time we heard about Wells was Jaha's death, of course. And we probably won't ever hear about Wells again because Jaha has passed away. Exactly. But like that, that Wells mention in season three where Jaha forgets about Wells. <gasps> oh, yeah. 
Oh boy, I love callbacks to dead characters. Bring them on. If John Murphy could talk about John and Begay for one oh my moment, God. I would cry. Not because I love John and Begay that much, just because I want Murphy to acknowledge the fact that he was his best friend throughout season one. And um, just going back to like the other dead characters thing. Yeah. Um, Finn isn't brought up because Finn has not been relevant in a really long time. Yeah. Like, what, where would you find a place to slip in, hey, remember Finn? <laughs> if they did, we'd all be like, boo! <laughs> and, additionally, Jasper has played a huge role in this season, especially totally. for Monty. Totally. So, like, she's totally right. Like, if, if there's a plot-relevant reason to bring it up, or an emotional reason to bring them up, the show does. Yeah, guys, when are we gonna talk about Riley? Oh my god, you know what? Riley was a hero. And he died not a hero at all, actually. But this is actually kind of relevant to something that I was thinking about when I was watching the episode. Is like, where's Brian? Because that's that's the thing is like, when, you know, obviously we appreciate it because it wasn't barrier gaze. Like, let's just kill off Brian because we want Miller to be with whoever and then eventually Jackson. But they let Brian just kind of like walk off. You know, and, like, continue living just in the background. And that was weird to me because now it's just, like, all of these things are happening and you're like, okay, but where is Brian? Yeah, we talked about that last season. He just kind of, I guess he died in Prime Fire? You think? Like, I don't know. I'd like to know. Well, what, I don't know if Brian would have made the cut. No. I don't know. Yeah. Was that something that Miller grappled with? Like, I don't know. Like, I would like to know, though. Yeah, we definitely need that for Miller. Also, I would love a callback to Dad Miller, please. Oh my god, Dad Miller. I would love a callback to Dad Miller. Yeah, I like, people keep asking about, what about this, what about this? And it's like, but what about this? Yeah. What about <laughs> Dad Miller? Can we talk about Monroe, please? Oh, Monroe. I would love for Harper to talk about Monroe. Oh, give oh. Harper something to do. Also, have it be Monroe, and then they, like, pass the Bechdel test and everything. Oh my god, that hurts my heart. Okay, continuing on. Third and last, um, the thing that's frustrating me this season is that people continuously are making Clark and Maddie's relationship predatory just because Lexa is in the flame. Um, in a podcast a few, eps- uh, a few weeks ago, I was glad you both were able to acknowledge this. The LGBTQ community is constantly trying to overcome the in- inaccurate bias that they're more likely to be predatory than heterosexual people. I would go as far as to say that mentality is rooted in implicit homophobic bias. It's disgusting and extremely problematic for anyone to sexualize a 12-year-old girl in this way. Also, that's just simply not how the flame works. So let's pretending, let's stop pretending that that is how the flame works. Thank you. That's not how the flame works. It's not how the flame works. I, th- the show has literally said now, that the commanders show her the memories they want her to see. Yes. Where are y'all getting this from? <laughs> well, let me bring it up again. A quote. Showing me that memory. Thank you. And I, Showing like, me. And like, honestly, like, sidebar, a very real thing is happening, especially lately, by the alt-right in, the, in America, where they are trying to legitimize pedophilia as a sexual orientation no! and tie it to the LGBTQIA community. They are trying no! to marry those two together because they want, like, for obvious reasons, which is they want all of us to seem like predators, like perverts. They have an insidious agenda. So to have 
that happening in reality and then having people accuse a fictional lesbian of that it's just like at what point do you look at this perspective and go hmm this is an acceptable thing to say Mm, it's mm, not mm, mm, this is a real thing that is happening to real people and it will have a real body count yeah okay now that i got all of that off my chest uh thank you for bearing with me uh let's talk about how lexa is a legend she's been dead for over six years now and is still out here cleaning up everybody's mess on her deathbed she told clark the next commander would protect her when clark told lexa she loved her in the city of light lexa said i'll always be with you I didn't take this literally at the time, but it looks like the writers did. Maddie is the new commander now. Like Lexa promised, she'll do whatever it takes to protect Clark. But Maddie couldn't do it alone. Lexa has been protecting Clark since the flame was put in Maddie's head. Okay. Wow. I didn't want to cry on this podcast, but I fully will. Yes! Naps! The continued plot relevance of Lexa makes me so happy because whether people like it or not, the flame is actually a really interesting plot device. (laughs) Why aren't they bringing up Finn? Because Finn is a random douchebag. Why are they bringing up Lexa? Because Lexa was literally the commander and she still lives in Maddie's head. And she was the head of an entire culture. Yeah. And and (laughs) the way that her like ascension worked was sci-fi coolness. Dude, I actually appreciate the way they're doing this so much because Me too. if if they had been like, okay, Lexa passed away in season three. In season four, she wasn't super relevant. And I think that was a really important break because if they had just started bringing Lexa up again, it would have been like, okay, hurt. well, like, it, yeah, it would have hurt, but also it would have been like, okay, like, but we just saw her. So like, whatever. And then, but now since it's been like a season break and it's been six years, her bringing up again, like, oh, yeah, gets you right back in the feels. Yeah, it hurts. But it's good a good timing. It's a good hurt because it kind of makes me feel like the show understands what happens with what happened with Lexa and they want to respect the legacy that she does have. Yes. And to give Clexa the weight and the narrative importance that it always should have had. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Again, I wouldn't classify myself as a Clexa shipper. This is just my analysis based on what I've comprehended throughout the seasons. Um, so Lexa shared the information with Maddie to stop her and Clark from being shot in, uh, episode nine, I believe, um, before they escaped in the rover. Lexa literally saved Clark and Maddie. That's just a fact. Moving on, in this week's episode, episode 12, Lexa literally saved Clark from herself through her communication with Maddie. It was an incredibly emotional scene. By Lexa sharing her biggest regret with Maddie, leaving Clark at Mount Weather, it allowed Clark to realize she didn't want to make the same mistake by letting everyone she loves die to save Maddie. It's Clark's love for Lexa that allows her to have an epiphany and remember who she really is. And from there, her and Maddie leave to save her friends. So yes, Lexa is a legend and legends never die. Wow. That last one hit me right where I live. <laughs> so what are your guys' thoughts on Lexa's significance this season? Has it surprised you how much she's been mentioned? Do you have any predictions for next week now that Commander Mandy has been unleashed? I'd love to hear it. Keep up the podcast. I tune in every single week. Thank you, guys. It surprised me in a way that makes me really happy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a good surprise. It's a happy surprise. And it's definitely one that I didn't see coming, but I always kind of hoped would happen, you know? Like, I always hoped that the flame would come back. 
Yeah. And for me, like, this might not be the ideal way to appreciate Lexa as a character, but, like, seeing her so significant in season five makes me appreciate her more, to be Mm -hmm. honest. Because if you think about it, a lot of the things that have happened in, you know, with Wan Crew are Lexa's legacy. It's what she wanted. Yeah. You know, she wanted to unite the 12 clans and have Congata. Like, she wanted peace. She wanted everyone to unite and fall under the commander, but she also wanted them all to not be warring anymore. Yeah. And, like, Wan Crew, I think, the idea of Wan Crew represents everything beautiful that Clark and Lexa were working towards, and Octavia bought that. Like, Octavia stood for that, too. Mm-hmm. And... You know, the integration of Sky Crew with everyone else. Like, this is all the things that Lexa wanted. Clark understanding that she is loved. All of these things were things that Lexa was trying to impart to Clark and to Titus Mm -hmm. before she died. Which is that human connection does not make you weak. It makes you stronger. Yeah. Because if you remember, if Clark taking her focus off of one person and thinking about the multiple people that she loves gives her more objectivity. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Keep up the podcast. I tune in every single week. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Lexi. Um, Lexi's Twitter, she said that uh, she doesn't go on Twitter a whole lot, but if you do want to follow Smart her, girl. her uh, Twitter is at Lexi B Live. So L-E-X-I-B-L-I-V-E-S. I love you, Lexi. <laughs> and if you guys want to send in a voicemail for the finale episode, um... Uh, I don't know, like maybe we'll have like a whole thing filled with voicemails after the finale if we get enough, but uh, we are recording our finale podcast on the Friday afterwards, which I believe is the 10th. Yeah, Friday the 10th. So if you have thoughts and you'd like your voicemail to be included in our finale podcast, please get those emails and or audio files to us before Friday. Yeah. Thank you. I we want we look forward to hearing from you. Everything I've heard about the finale is just like everyone crying, so I'm like, yeah. oh no. <laughs> uh, and also, you can you can send it to us at aficionadospodcast at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. All right, continuing on. Yeah. All right. So uh, now that they're done talking, the dude is like, okay, well, I guess they're done talking, so let's go kill Echo now. Uh, and then Clark kills them instead because murder. Who cares? Um. Yeah, I support this murder though. Yeah. Yeah. Keep Echo alive. So they're like, okay, let's go. And Clark's like, no, you go. I'm going to stay and I'm going to stop the ship. And let's Maddie's go, like, lesbians, no, mom, I need go. you. And she's like, I'm always with you. Okay. I love this line. When she said, you may be the commander, but I'm the commander of death. Yeah. People are like, what does that mean? Like, I hate this line. I'm like, it means that she won't let death part them. She's yes. the commander of death. She commands death. So they will meet again because Clark will make sure that death does not come for them. Yay! I was like, well, this is such an easy line to understand. It's so many, so many people hated this episode. Why? I don't get it. I loved this episode. <laughs> I love this, episode. this episode was a shoot. Um, and she's like, anyway, you have Echo with you, and I'm like, thank you for trusting her. Yes. Yes. And Clark talks about how she, how um, she like. <sighs> everyone thought that Maddie was keeping or Clark was keeping Maddie alive, but Maddie was keeping Clark alive. She did. She gave Clark a reason to live. And that Clark loved Lexa, but she loves Maddie more. I just, I'm so happy. The love that a mother has for a child. I love that this season they've really nailed that. Like they've really pushed that home and yeah, they've stumbled a couple times, but I've seen people say things like, I would never try and do this. I would never do this. And I'm like, 
I would murder for my child. Mm. I would go to the ends of the earth for my child. I don't even have a child. I would go to the ends of the earth for my cat. (laughs) Like, I'm, like, fully prepared to just go out on a limb and say that every single thing about Lexa this season, I have enjoyed and loved and thought was done well. Yeah. I, like... Even, like, I appreciate them not being, like, like, implying that Clark loved Lexa more than she loves Maddie. Like, they're fully out there saying, I love you more than I've loved anybody in my life. And it's two very different types of love, too. Yeah. And her love for Lexa now is something that, like, sits, like, it's an older love that she's kind of had to, I think, not so much set aside, it's just let rest because Mm -hmm. she'll never get Lexa back. Yeah. So... They will meet again, and now they need to go save Bellamy. And, you know, whoever else is there. Whatever. Yeah. I, <laughs> um, guess, I guess Octavia. I don't know. So, uh, pilot mechanic can't escape, and so Zeke wants Raven to kill him so that he doesn't get tortured into doing the bombs. Like, like they'll torture Raven, and then they'll make... Yeah, this happens at the end of season five of Lost. How dare you bring that up? Yeah, sorry. No spoilers, but it's sad. Um, so McCreary shows up and he's like, buckle up, dudes. Let's go. So let's go, lesbians. We'll let's go. Let's go, lesbians. Let's go. Here we go, lesbians. Here we go, lesbians. Come on. And then like another person stands up and dies because they're stupid. And um, Octavia's like, don't you want me to die? And Bellamy says, yes. I'm sorry, but like, I get it. When, I you're, mean, that, when you're that mad at your sibling, you're like, oh, why don't you, you literally like, I hope you die. Yeah. You don't mean it. No. But you think it. Like, do you, was Octavia like, oh, whatever. And I think there's part of Bellamy that's just like, he's gonna verbally punish her for her trying to straight up murder him. Uh-huh. So he's valid. Yeah. So Gaia is like dying and Indra's like, no. I'll sacrifice myself and you guys take Gaia and run. And they're like, no. No, that's not happening. Sorry. And so she doesn't know if she can fix Wong crew, but she can save Indra. So Octavia's going to do it instead because um, they want her finally. most of all. Because and I'm like, I guess that's true. But like, how do they, how are they seeing from so far away? Oh, that's, that's Octavia. Like, do they even know what Octavia looks like? Yeah. I don't know. Like, how did Kane describe her? <laughs> Wait, this is a fun game. <laughs> she looks like she hasn't bathed in six years. Yeah. She's like kind of still a teen looking and her hair is brown i have a really bad memory i can't i don't know just look for the a really 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 unwashed one and if you think oh it's that one no not dirty enough not dirty enough yeah <laughs> so all of her for all of them and her brother her responsibility finally octavia puts Wong crew first instead yeah. of herself yeah and then she starts yelling either you are Wong crew or the enemy of Wong crew choose and i'm like no one can hear you but okay <laughs> And they're also like, what the frig is one crew? And she falls to her knees just like Lincoln. Stop. Don't. Oof. Don't. Don't. Oh, that, that actually just like hurt me. But like that has to be what they're like referencing, right? No, it is. It fully yeah. is. Yeah. I think like Octavia never recovered. No. No. And so the rover comes up and saves everybody. And Maury's on top using the like real quick gun up, up on the top there. And Murphy has the boom boom gun, obviously, but it's still not fixed. And so there's an explosion. Murphy, he just wants to shoot something. Just get a new gun. Murphy, like literally, I think Murphy has proven that he should not have a big gun. He should have the little gun from Men in Black that they give Will Smith. It has a lot of punch, but it's tiny. 
Like, I love that they're like, Murphy, do you want to go up on the top of the rover and shoot the gun? And he's like, no, I want the big one to work. I will fix a big one. I want the big one. Uh, buddy. Size, <laughs> size isn't always the best thing. Uh, and then there's like a little bit of a Becco moment. And Murphy's just real pumped that everything worked. And Amori smiles. Awesome ships. I was a little bit worried for both Amori and Murphy in this scene. Uh-huh. I don't know. It just, like, scared me. But they're okay. They're fine. Yeah. But I'm just saying, it scared me for a second. Um, is it time for segments? Yeah. Cool. So now it's time for segments. My first segment is the post-apocalyptic sass watch, or our favorite line award, as mine is not that sassy <laughs> this episode. <laughs> but mine goes to Clark for... I loved her so much, but it's nothing compared to how much I love you. How? Honestly, <gasps> what crying. is wrong with you? I am What is crying. wrong with you? Nothing. So many things. And mine goes to Murphy for... Say hello to my little He doesn't even get through the whole line. <laughs> yeah, he... Oh, he's so embarrassing. And my... <laughs> unfortunately, my segment is CGSW, which is OBSW. Yeah. The Octavia Blake shower watch. Like, now she's just rolling in dirt and mud? And dirt. Ew. I, I guess Gross. she washed her face, though, because the blood's gone. That's good. But, I mean... When the most good you can say about someone's hygiene is, I guess they wiped blood off their face. (laughs) (laughs) Then how good is that? Oh, well. Octavia's nasty. Uh, My next segment is the most valuable protagonist award. So this week's MVP is a tie between Echo and Bellamy, I think. Um, Hashtag Becco. Yeah. I think, like, Um, Echo does a lot, and so does Bellamy. Like, he's in one place the whole time, but he does a lot. Bellamy does a lot of work, like, plot work specifically for Octavia. Yeah, like Echo is the offensive and Bellamy is the defensive, but they're both very important. Yeah. And my second segment is the Marcus Kane beard appreciation. Um, good beard. It's a good beard. It's a little ouchy right now, but um, he'll get better. Yeah, honestly, I think the most offensive thing isn't like that Vincent like bit him or like, you know, caused cabbie angst. It was, he bit part of the beard. Yeah, dude. How dare he <laughs> he works hard on that he works really hard on that beard you can tell yeah how many episodes since the last murder oh my oh god boy how many times can we make the joke oh it's been zero episodes since the last murder reset the clock done yikes that's so embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for our trailer reaction yes all right trailer reactions in three Two, one, play. play. If I can't have this valley. Damn, Echo's. I forgot Echo was an archer. No one can. Destroy the valley. Everyone get in the shed now! I am not leaving my friends. There's not enough time. Shoot yeah, him. Everyone has the <laughs> black marks on their heads. I shout out to us for being like, here's our trailer reaction. The we everyone just li- we didn't say anything. Everyone just listens to the trailer. <laughs> I guess, like, Maddie must have ascended because everyone's got the black marks on their heads. Right, right. She must have uh, recited the lineage. Yeah. Okay, Which so... I, they better show us because I want to hear the lineage. Echo shoots a boom-boom gun. Or shoots a boom-boom gun. I love an archer. And then they're all walking into Shallow Valley and, like, putting their hands up. They're shallow, the people in Shallow Valley are surrendering. Which is weird. I love it. Damocles is, what, a bomb? It's a real thing. Yeah, what it's is a it? Bomb. It's a bomb. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's a big old bomb. And it's like the sword. Like there's yeah. a sword on it, which is cute. Okay. 
Then a bunch of people are running. They're trying. Wait, there's a sword? <gasps> there is a sword. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it's real my, blatant. My stupid wish from last week came true. I'm so happy. So, it's like people are running towards the ship, but they're telling people to run towards the ship, but Clark is running away from the ship. I think Clark's running to hug Maddie. Octavia is, and Abby and some random are carrying Kane. So, that bodes well for Octavia and Kane's relationship. I think so. I it's either I feel like it's either going to be Kane cuz there's like a couple people in danger, right? Yeah. And Octavia's with them. So is it Gaia? Is it Kane? Is it Indra? Like how many people have they done this with? Right. Maybe they've been doing this back and forth. And Bellamy can't get on the ship yet until he gets his friends. Shoot. So who's missing? Murphy and Amori? I guess maybe. That sounds right. And then a big explodey. In the next scene, Murphy says go without me and I'm like is Murphy injured? If Murphy dies, I'm rioting. I'm so sorry. Uh, you wouldn't have to be sorry. That would be like me losing Kane and Abby. Yeah. But like, what if Murphy... Oh, God, okay, I don't even so want to think about it. We've got some real quick shots here. We've got Clark, Raven, Monty, and then the explodey. Still no Harper, hmm? Man, I really thought Harper was going to have a bigger role this yeah. season. I'm sorry, well, Harper. It's okay. She will She will do well in season six, I believe. Unless she dies. Okay, is it time for our outro? Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. If you're into Riverdale, we like to talk about that show. We did season one. We did season two. We're going to do season three. And we're going to do Sabrina. I'm so excited, bro. Oh my god, yeah. I'm so pumped. Uh, If you're a fan of Lost, we like to talk about that show too. Uh, We did all of season one and we are just starting season two right now. Uh, 201 is out with um, Metastations, Claire. And 202 is coming out very soon. We are very excited about it. It's my favorite show of all time. Thank you. Wow, that is shocking Uh, that that's your favorite show of all time. I actually had never heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. If you're so inclined, please leave us a review on iTunes. Like, you know, if you're into that kind of thing, because we like them. Yeah. And also, we have a survey. It's just kind of, like, perpetually open to people. Whoa. Someone's angry. Honk, honk. Um, It's just, like, perpetually open, so if you ever want to go and fill it out, it's, like, super easy to fill out. Uh, Like, you already know all the answers. Like... Because it's about you. Age? Yeah. You know that one already. (laughs) Sometimes I forget my own age, actually. Oh. Yeah. I thought I was 29. Sounds right. I'm 28. Mm. You can follow the aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Redbubble, and YouTube, but mostly Twitter. And our Patreon is patreon.com slash the aficionados. If you like what we do here, please consider donating because <sighs> it's expensive. Also, Kobe thinks so too. That's why he's meowing. Yeah. What? Can we help you? Can I help you? We're almost done. You, you, you're so self-centered, Kobe. Did you hear that? Yeah. Sir, I'm busy. What's your Twitter? Uh- I'm just about to tell you. Okay. You can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. And you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And I also run at the 100 script. Right now we're on a hiatus because uh, the next episode is Demons and I hate that episode. So eventually I'll keep going. Oh, well, Kobe hates it too. Mm. Mm. Join us next episode, which is... 513 Damocles part two. I can't believe we're at the season finale. I mean either. It's crazy. Well, the thing it's, is, like, Riverdale was 22 episodes long. So, like, this feels like nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And we even had, like, a three-week break. Yeah. Oof. Oh, it's so weird. <laughs> okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye.